the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is it hot enough for you? Well, actually, it's not hot at all. I just wanted to start off with that. It doesn't get much nicer than it has been today, actually. High 70s, low humidity. But remember earlier this month when record temperatures were being set all over the planet and that brought the climate change hysterics out of the woodwork that we were all doomed and we needed to do something about the uh, the climate change, which used to be global warming, but has obviously changed now to climate change. Well, it turns out that heat wave that we had about, uh, I guess, planet-wide, at least the northern hemisphere or um, North America-wide, uh, you can blame it on the ice cream man. At least you can blame him for the hottest day in Scotland, uh, where it apparently doesn't get all that hot all that often. Doesn't not like around here. It was a big enough story that it made it into the Washington Post on June 28th. That's how hot it got in Scotland that the Washington Post was talking about it. It got up to 91.8 degrees in a town called Motherwell, which is a little town south of Glasgow. But here's the problem: they had to rewrite the record book after they declared it a record high and the highest. hottest day in the history of Scotland. Now, remember, I don't know how long they've had thermometers over there, but Scotland's been around for a while. Um, You know, when they say it's a heat record in Scotland, does it it go back like 500 years? I don't know. Um, Because, you know, we don't go back that far here. But anyway, they said it was the hottest day ever recorded in Scotland. But they did have to change that because there was an ice cream truck with the engine running, <laughs> was parked too close to the weather station. I'm not kidding you. All this techno, uh, technology and the science involved and the the really smart people uh, with a, are so smart that they have sparks coming out of their head, they, they just were fooled by a, an ice cream truck parked in front of the thermometer. So I guess... I know that, that's a problem. I, I, they're going to have to re, reset the record book and come up with a new hottest day. But it turns out that the weather station is in a car park. And apparently in Scotland, uh, there's been a lot of talk, I guess, about the high temperatures there the last few summers. They've had, a, a, I guess, what they call a heat wave. And this summer was more of the same and even worse, according to what they were recording on the temperatures. The problem is the ice cream man has been parking there every day. And he keeps the engine running to keep the freezers working so his ice cream won't melt. So that's where they're getting their readings for the for the hottest day in Scotland. Now, I'm telling you all this because a little later in the show, we're going to talk about a study that proved that the the people who are always yapping at you about climate change and scolding you for, you know, for not taking a bus uh, or using your uh, clothesline instead of a dryer, they are actually least likely to follow their own advice. Actually, that shouldn't surprise you all that much. It doesn't surprise me, but it's it's nice to actually have proof. I mean, they did an academic study, and there's proof that the people who yap as much the, the most about global warming are the people who do the least to fix it if what they think they're doing actually fixes anything. And I wouldn't be expecting this study, by the way, to get a lot of play in the media. Not going to be. You won't hear much about it. But here's something we won't be talking about today, uh, except for right now, and that would be the All Star Game. I didn't watch one pitch. I haven't. I, I don't know the last time I watched the All Star Game. It's, it's at least fifteen years that I the, and I and and the game was a microcosm of what's wrong with baseball. But I mean, it was just unheard of to miss the All Star Game at, at at one point in my life, and I guess a pretty long time ago now. But it was a microcosm of what's wrong. There's a bunch of home runs and strikeouts. Close game, a, a good I guess game if you look at it that way. American League won eight six and in ten innings, ten home runs. That set a record. They've been playing the game since 1933. There had never been more than six in a game. It did go 10 innings, but there were also 25 strikeouts. That's 25 people struck out. Striking out in baseball now is not even... Striking out used to be something to get upset about and and actually be a little bit ashamed of. 
You, you, you I don't care what level you were playing at, but at the at the big league level, unless you were facing a a star pitcher, a Cy Young Award winner, or you know a guy who's known for striking a lot of people out, it was you were ashamed to strike out. Now it's nothing. That's what you do. The, the ball's hardly ever put into play. There, uh, and there was a time when twenty five or thirty million people would watch the All Star Game, but baseball is dying a slow death. Six million of the eight million who watched, who they say watched last night, I'm going to guess they were over 50. Uh, and these people, are, I don't know if you know this or not, but they're going to die, you know, eventually. And they're not going to be replaced. And those people who are over 50, they have memories of when the All-Star Game was a big deal. If they're old enough like me, they remember when it was played during the day. It would be going on right now. Well, that would be over by now. But it would be at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. People would sneak out of work to watch it. They would uh, have radios on in their offices. It was a big, big deal, the All-Star Game. It was almost as big a deal, as hard as this may be to imagine, but it was almost as big a deal as the World Series because there was no interleague play, and it was a big deal to see the star hitters go against the star pitchers. Uh, these are guys that they would they would only see each other in an All-Star Game or if they faced each other in the World Series. So uh, if if you wanted to see... Willie Mays face Whitey Ford, you were going to see him in the World Series or the All-Star Game. That was it. Well, now interleague play, it's nothing. They, they play each other all the time, and it's, there's no magic at all to that. So baseball games take too long. There are lapses now of several minutes when the ball's not in play. Too many teams stink, and millennials would rather watch soccer, believe it or not. That's kind of scary, too, but that's the way it is. And I actually forgot the game was on last night. I, I I didn't even think to watch. Never, never considered watching it. And the All-Star Game used to be must-see TV for me, believe me. Also coming up a little later, we're going to talk about the minimum wage. Uh, you may have noticed that socialism is on the rise, and there's a big push on to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, which means, by the way, that McDonald's would be paying somebody $30,000 a year to flip hamburgers. And that only means that McDonald's will find a robot to flip hamburgers eventually. That's what's going to happen. And to use a baseball term, the minimum wage is batting a thousand. It always causes a loss of jobs. And in a few minutes, we'll talk to someone who's going to tell you how the $15 minimum wage is destroying the restaurant business business in New York City, killing it. And and uh, what this this person is going to tell you is that uh, it's, uh, she's of the opinion that you're going to be left with fast food restaurants in uh, in New York City because the big restaurants they can't afford. To hire, they can't afford to employ that many people and pay that much money. They can't do it, and they can't make a profit. And there are people out there running around like Bernie Sanders, and and regular people, maybe you included, listening right now. There are people out there who think that businesses exist to create jobs. That's that's why they're out there because they're they're just they're out there to make everything better for everybody and create jobs and. Make everything wonderful, and uh, they're not. They're out there to make money, and if they're not making money, they stop. They they shut down, and so there's a big push. Uh, we have a we have a socialist running for state house. She is a socialist, Democrat Socialist Party. Summer Lee is her name. She's not only running; she's going to win. She's going to be running unopposed, so she's going to the state house. She's a socialist. She thinks there should be a fifteen dollar minimum wage. She may be a very nice person, be very well-intentioned. I'm going to guess she's never run a popsicle stand. So she has no idea what it's like to, to make a payroll and how much it, how you're supposed to determine who makes what and how much you pay your employees. Labor is, 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 a, is a product. So if I own a business and I need to have my hamburgers flipped, I'm going to determine what it's worth to me to pay you to flip my hamburgers. And that's as much as I'm going to pay you. Once it becomes, if, 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 if paying you a penny more to flip hamburgers means that I'm going to lose my, uh, I'm not going to have the profit that I'm looking for, I'm not paying you. So that means that you, the employee, you have to prove your worth. You have to show me that you're worth $15, million, $15, million, $15 an hour. You have to show me that you're worth that or I'm not hiring you. And if and if I do hire you and you prove to me that, you know, it's not really I'm not getting my return on my investment of giving you fifteen dollars an hour. I don't care if it's fifteen dollars or an hour or two dollars an hour. You got to prove that you're worth the money, and that's the concept that socialists they don't even think about it. It has nothing to do with what's fair or what you can live on. 
It has everything to do with how much the person is willing to pay you for what you're going to provide him or her uh, as a service with your labor. So we'll talk about the uh, what the what minimum wage is doing in New York. And when you go to New York sometime in the future, you may have a choice between McDonald's and Wendy's, and that's it. We'll be right back. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And their no-loophole Full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM 1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. windowsruspittsburgh.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551, 800-607-3551, or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. We get many people that have not gotten well with traditional medicine. At the medicine shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills, good health is often a gut-level decision. About 70 to 85% of your immune system's in the gut. As a child, your thymus gland is actually your immune system, and babies are born with hardly any flora or minimal amounts. And through exposure to dirt, things they suck on, their mom's antibodies they get from breast milk gradually just builds up over time. Always start with the gut. When you have somebody has an illness, the normal bacterial balance that's supposed to be there is typically not there. They could have yeast over growth, parasites. It could have just an imbalance of bacteria. And many times that's just evaluated by history or we can do further testing that they can do at home. We look at a systems-based approach. So you have your immune system, your GI, hormones, energy, cardiometabolic, and all those systems work together. Call for a consultation today. The Medicine Shop. 888-865-9595. Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Hey guys, it's Scott Bauer here, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy. Are you looking for a super hot stock tip? Here at Prosper, we are always looking for exciting opportunities in the markets. And right now, all my students are salivating over this stock we are watching. In fact, I've got this hot stock written down right here, and I'm about to text it to you for free. I just need to know where to send it. Simply text HOT to 48542, and I'll text it to you instantly. How do I know this stock is so hot? Well, I'm a former CBOE market maker for Amazon Options, former vice president of Goldman Sachs, and I have over 25 years of professional trading experience. I'm telling you, this stock is hot. But be warned, the stock may move soon, so you need to claim it before it does. Text HOT to 48542, and I'll text you this hot stock instantly. Text HOT to 48542 and I'll text you this hot stock instantly. Message and data rates may apply. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Toxic masculinity. I resemble that remark. No, not me. Hey, it's it's hard to believe that socialism has now kind of worked its way into the mainstream. Uh, Bernie Sanders probably should have been the Democrat nominee in 2016. He's the most popular Democrat in the country right now. The new face of the Democrat Party is a 28-year-old socialist who won a Democratic uh, uh, won a seat uh, 
uh, won a primary, a Democratic primary, for a seat in the House a few weeks ago. And we have a socialist running unopposed in November for a seat in the State House here. And if this catches on in the US, USA, as we know it, and it was meant to be, well, it's just going to cease to exist. The country's not going to be just, we can't have socialism and be what America's supposed to be. Socialists love the minimum wage. They're all pushing for $15 an hour. They should spend some time in New York City. Uh, Ellie Bufkin lives there. She writes for The Federalist, and she's with us right now. Ellie, thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me, John. So, uh, is the minimum wage idea still batting a thousand? Because up to this point, it's made things worse uh, in New York City. I know that, but I think it's made things worse every place that it's been tried. It absolutely has. And uh, actually, what's happening in New York City is that uh, the restaurants are now scrambling to meet that December thirty first, twenty eighteen deadline for fifteen dollars. Uh, and what's uh, what's happening is that a lot of businesses and restaurants in particular are looking at that deadline and choosing to close their doors rather than have to go through the the probability of filing for bankruptcy uh, and losing uh, business that way. Uh, so it's been really staggering, and it's definitely been you know a few restaurants here and there uh, as rents have risen over the last ten years, and then certainly in the last four years as minimum wage has literally doubled. You've seen a lot more restaurants take drastic measures. Uh, to stay open or to uh, just close entirely. So it's been uh, it's been quite an event in New York. Now, you just spoke for about a minute there, and what, what you just said was pretty drastic about what's happening in a, in a, in a big city, uh, and what you said affects lots of people in a very bad way. And I, well, you and I agree, I'm sure we can find somebody who disagrees, but you and I agree that this is what happens virtually every time they try uh, to force a minimum wage. So... What, why is it that people will listen to what you just said, and, and they may even be in agreement with you as to what is actually happening in New York City, and then five minutes later they say, we need a $15 minimum wage because the people can't live on $10 an hour. I mean, they, it's, they, so, they, it's amazing. Yeah. It's so easy to say that, you know, everyone needs a living wage, to look at a city like New York where the cost of living is so incredibly exorbitant and to say, well, we need to pay people more. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to afford to live here. And I can certainly see that argument. It's just that once you start to lift the lid on that theory at all, you completely see how it devastates the business. Um, businesses can't afford to pay rent as it is. That's something that residential rent is actually somewhat regulated in New York. Commercial rent is absolutely unregulated. So if you can get a certain amount, they will. Uh, so if you need to be in a prime location, you've got to pay for it. And in order to now have a staff of 50 or more, you also have to provide them health care under the Affordable Care Act. And now you have to pay them $15 an hour, uh, where, you know, only seven years ago it was about $3.89 for a tipped employee. So this is obviously something that's just an exponential increase in expenditure uh, from small businesses. And once the business can't come up, come up with that amount of money, they, they close. So instead of giving people a living wage, we're now giving them no wage at all because the business does not exist. And again, it happens every time, and they and the politicians get elected uh, by promising it. It's amazing. Um, what happened to the coffee shop? You mentioned in your piece uh, yeah. in the Washington Examiner that the Washington Times. I'm sorry that um, yeah. uh, the coffee shop was a pretty big deal up uh, up there in New York City, and it's uh, going out of business. That's right. Yeah, so the coffee shop is a Union Square staple. It's been there for 28 years. Uh, definitely popular with celebrities. It's a great C&B scene place. Um, I definitely actually uh, Alexandria uh, Acacia Cortez uh, worked for that same company right next door for many years before she uh, uh, became more political. So that's an interesting uh, kind of comparison. But the owner. Uh, Charles um, Millite actually uh, just said, basically, that's too high, and now I have to pay $15 minimum wage to a ton of employees, and I'm just going to have to close. So 28 years or not, it doesn't matter that they're always spilling over with business, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They just can't keep up for that location and to pay that many employees. So it's their decision. And as you said, Obamacare costs lots of people their jobs, too, because uh, if you have over a certain number of employees, you have to insure them. And so That's right. lots of people are making sure they have one less employee than is required. Correct. Yep, that and multiple LLCs. So a company that used to maybe have, you know, just one blanket uh, business that would kind of protect a large number of employees has now found ways to have multiple businesses to avoid having to pay uh, for that 
Obamacare as well. So that's been something else that's interesting. And and um, these people are going to work every day that are making this money and expecting to make $15 an hour at the end of the right. year. Um, I mean, how many, of the, how many of the employees who are getting the $15 an hour are aware that this is uh, only going to last for so long and then they're going to be making nothing an hour, at least not working there anyway? Quite a few more than you might think, to be honest with you, um, especially having come from a background of working in restaurants and seeing this dramatic increase. One thing that's negative uh, is that a lot of restaurants, Danny Meyer's Union Square Hospitality Group has opted to eliminate tipping and raise the prices of their food so that essentially the 20% that I guess would have tipped the servers is now going directly into the restaurant's pocket to pay for the health insurance and to pay for the hourly wage. Now, you hear people don't like to pay extra. People keep saying, well, if you can't afford to pay the $15 an hour living wage, then you need to raise your prices. Well, People don't like that, believe it or not. <laughs> Actually, people prefer to tip and prefer to tip what they want to tip as opposed to paying extra for the menu items, um, which is just part of something that we're used to. Generosity is part of the spirit of being American. Um, and so, you know, people make tons of money uh, making tips and almost nothing per hour. It's how it's worked for a long time. So, Well, it's, um, again, it, this stuff is so obvious and... Do you think like people like Mayor de Blasio know that they're they're selling a lie or are they actually that stupid that they think it actually that this works and that maybe this is going to be the one time that it does work? You know, I'm not sure if stupid is the right word, but delusional certainly makes sense to me. I can't imagine how you could look at the facts and figures and the failures of the Pfeiffer 15, uh, you know, in San Francisco and Seattle. Uh, and and want that for New York City. New York City is a uh, you know an economy that already struggles to keep up with the cost of living at every level, and to hoist or foist this additional expenditure on the small business, which is I thought what we were trying to prop up a few years ago and expand to avoid having you know nothing but streets and streets of chains and vacant storefronts. Um, but this is the only uh, entity that this hurts is small business. Yeah, and uh, we're talking to Ellie Rufkin, who writes for The Federalist. I, I think I had that wrong. Sorry about that. Um, oh, I get okay. confused with where my guests are coming from. But um, uh, so who's going to be the – what's going to be the last one standing when this is all done, when the minimum wage does its dirty work? When this continues to go on and people for years are uh, – businesses are forced to, to pay this $15, especially to tipped employees. Uh, essentially, what's going to happen is most businesses are going to opt to close or move out maybe to uh, an, you know, an outer borough or someplace where the rent is a little lower. Uh, and all those downtown spaces are going to be either vacant, which many of them already are, or they're going to be chains uh, that come from large umbrellas, like your Pret-a-Manger or your Starbucks, um, fast casual. You're not going to see anything interesting. And it's certainly going to be uh, an interesting struggle to watch people pay $5,000 a rent for a studio apartment and be surrounded by nothing but uh, coffee shops that you know that you can go to in any city in the United States. Yeah, you make up for living in a place that you're paying $4,000 for a dump, to, but you make up yeah. for that by, by paying $12 for a cup exactly. of coffee. Hey, yeah, exactly. Hey, Ellie, I appreciate you being on. I'm out of time. Ellie Buffkin, thanks a lot. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. Okay. Bye. That's Ellie uh, Buffkin of The Federalist. And, you know, you would think that all this evidence that she's giving would um, would shoot down the greedy owner argument that everybody makes. The only reason they don't want to pay the money is because they're greedy. They just want to make too much money and they don't have any feeling for the for the little guy. And again, they ain't out there to provide you with a job. They're out there to make money. It's your job to make your work worth more than $10 an hour or make your work worth $50 an hour. That's up to you, not the people who pay you to come to work. You have to show them you're worth it. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The House has gone on record in support of beleaguered immigration and customs agents. House Republicans approving a resolution in support of ICE over the objections of Democrats. New York's Gerald Nadler. It is just a meaningless political stunt to change the subject from the international and domestic shame 
unleashed on us by President Trump. Republican Clay Higgins. Democrats are making it very clear to the American people that they stand against efforts to secure America's borders. Republicans forcing this vote after Democrats withdrew their proposal to abolish the agency. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. The California Supreme Court has blocked a measure that would divide the state in three from appearing on the November ballot. Supporters of the measure had gotten enough signatures from voters to put it on the ballot. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 79 points. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551, 800-607-3551, or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Larry Elder. The Larry Elder Show. That wouldn't be... Chuck Schumer in 2014, would it be? People who enter the United States without our permission are illegal aliens, and illegal aliens should not be treated the same as people who entered the U.S. legally. I have a question. I've asked this before. It is a rhetorical question. Do you honestly believe if 80% of illegals turned citizens, turned voters, would likely vote Republican, we'd have this problem? The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 6, right before Jay Sekulow at 8, on AM 1250. The Answer. Marley Financial has done it again. These guys are fantastic. Many of you know or have worked with Todd Marley at Marley Financial. You also know they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation, typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, and even large groups, Marley has got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even Johns Hopkins. Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now at 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. Even though the Fourth of July is behind us. Every July is our independence month. Become a patriot. Declare your independence from big mobile companies. Break free from big mobile's hidden fees, the line charges, the complicated pricing. Start celebrating simplicity with Patriot Mobile. The pricing is simple and straightforward. Patriot Mobile also covers your switching and installment fees as a contract credit, up to $1,500 per account when you join. And from each Patriot's bill comes a contribution to the vital donations of conservative organizations that fight for freedom every day. What a great month to remember that. This month, enjoy a new Motorola E4 or an E4 Plus smartphone for only $4 a month. Save over 40% on this terrific water-resistant phone, perfect for summer, and help bring about conservative change. Independence has never sounded so liberating. Don't wait. Offer only available while supplies last. Make the switch today by calling 1-800-A-PATRIOT or by visiting www.patriotmobile.com forward slash you. That's patriotmobile.com forward slash you. Be a patriot. Switch. Make conservative change happen every time you use your cell phone. Patriot Mobile, your new cellular resource for patriotism. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Tie-ups continue on the Parkway East inbound. There was an accident at Squirrel Hill Tunnel. It's cleared out, but you're still jammed back to 30. Also, further on the inbound side, seeing delays, and you uh, start those delays around Boulevard of the Allies in through the Fort Pitt Bridge, where an earlier crash was cleared from there. Now, on the Parkway West, that's heavy inbound, approaching Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Clear skies and comfortable for tonight with a low of 58 degrees. Another nice-looking day tomorrow, mostly sunny, pleasantly warm, high 83. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, 66. Then for Friday, a mixture of clouds and sunshine. A thunderstorm will be in some spots late in the day, high Friday, 85 degrees. 
I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. You know, speaking of uh, toxic masculinity, I first when I first started talking about doing the show here, I... I ran the idea of calling the show Toxic Masculinity, and they some reason they didn't want to go for it. I don't know why. This didn't. Anyway, welcome back. There are very few things that uh, liberals like better than uh, the minimum wage, but global warming hysteria is right up there. Might be, uh, might be, they might like that even more. I don't know. But, and I guess it's not global warming anymore. It's climate change because that covers everything that could possibly happen to the planet. But you may have gotten the impression over the years that the people who seem to be the most interested in saving the planet seem to do the least to, to do anything about it. Bab Streisand was famous, maybe you remember, for telling people to hang their laundry on a clothesline outside instead of using their dryers. But nobody ever saw Bab's undies hanging out there on the clothesline outside of her house in the Malibu backyard. You know, and that's right on the ocean there. You get some good breeze, you could do it. But anyway, uh, Valerie Richardson writes for the Washington Times. She came across a study that proves what you've been thinking, uh, that the planet is more likely to be destroyed by hypocrisy than it is by the evil things that the rest of us do every day. Uh, and Valerie, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, so, what? Uh, who did this study? Yeah, this was, this study was done by researchers at Cornell and the University of Michigan. Um, so, obviously, highly respected research universities, and they published their report in the April edition of the Journal for Environmental Psychology. Um, the story, they spent a, a year. Basically, how it broke down was they. Um, They took uh, 600 participants and they polled them on their level of concern about climate change. And then they also asked them what concrete measures they were taking to help the environment. And what they found was that there was a bit of a split between people who said they were concerned but were actually doing things and people who said they weren't as concerned but were actually, you know, uh, know, but but were in fact uh, helping the climate by engaging in a lot of um, pro-environmental friendly behaviors. And, of course, there's some question about whether or not what they're doing is helping anyway. But And, and by the way, I don't know about you, but it's a little scary to me that there is something out there called the Journal of Environmental Psychology. I mean, what I don't know. Yeah. What, what is that? That's that's scary enough. Uh, but well, you, there's, there's a journal for everything these days. Yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of academic journals out there. Envi- we now have environmental psychology. I don't know. Does that mean that the environment has to, like go to, to to be treated by a psychologist or i i don't i don't even know what that means anyway is, is it any more complicated than just a case of do what i say not what i do that when we talk about these people yeah it, it's like I'll, I'll tell you it was uh, interesting they, they they broke down people in three groups those who are highly concerned or cautiously worried and then people who are skeptical the highly concerned group as you can imagine was the most supportive of government policies but they were also, according to the study, least likely to report individual actions. Um, and then you have the skeptics who were, you know, not particularly supportive of government solutions to, uh, you know, to uh, combat climate change, but in fact were opposed to them. But at the same time, these groups reported that they were most likely to engage in individual level behaviors. And when I say individual level behaviors, I'm talking about recycling, using public transportation, reusing their shopping bags you know, buying uh, recyclable products. Um, and then, uh, whereas the other, the other group apparently was, was less likely to do this. And, and one of the explanations that, you know, people have sort of posited, the researchers weren't really sure why. They said, um, th- they concluded that belief in climate change does not appear to be a necessary or sufficient condition for pro-environmental behavior, um, indicating that changing skeptical Americans' minds may not be a top priority for climate policymakers, as they put it. That's a quote but, from uh, you, yeah. Yeah, but as as the conservative, I've seen a couple of conservative commentators that have their own theory, which is that um, conservatism uh, basically means that people or conservatives often are people who prize individual um, responsibility over collective efforts, and so they uh, they may feel like they, their individual actions are more important than lobbying the government to do something. Um, so that's a, so that was that's sort of the best explanation that people have, but it, it it does certainly show that there are a lot of people out there who apparently are in the Barbara Streisand camp. In other words, you know, telling people to do things without really being engaged, particularly engaged themselves. Yeah, that, and it's not Babs isn't telling uh, me that I should hang my laundry out in my backyard. 
she's telling the government that the government should make me hang my um, my underwear outside. That, that's, right. that's that's the problem. It's not just that you know Babs is out there expressing her belief and and her and showing her uh, how wonderful she is that she's so concerned about saving the planet. She doesn't just she doesn't stop there. She wants to use the power of the government to make me take the bus. That, that's that's the difference. That's the scary thing to me. Uh, yeah, and then you have Al Gore. I mean, uh, as, I wanted as to you get know, to Al, been, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's talk <laughs> yeah, about clearly Al. there's been nobody there's been nobody bigger on climate change than Al Gore. Um, but you know, every year, pretty much the uh, the National Center for Public Policy Research uh, does a report on you know how uh, his mansion in uh, Nashville burns twenty times more kilowatt hours annually than the average U.S. household. Um, his, uh, apparently his swimming pool alone will use enough electricity to power six average homes for a year. Uh, so, yes, this is, and, and you, know, you know, whenever you see, like, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's another celebrity that's been very big on climate change. Whenever he flies anywhere in a private jet, you know, people right. immediately are saying, okay, now, exactly how do you justify this? So there, there is quite a bit of this, uh, what you might call climate change hypocrisy going around. And and how does uh, Al? I, I don't know how I don't know how Leonardo explains it away, but Al uh, seems to have a, a pretty good answer for this that he thinks justifies well, he, his, what he does. Yeah, he um, he he says that he buys carbon offsets, and so if he by purchasing carbon offsets, you know that that's how he sort of makes up for uh, for his airplane flights. He also says that he doesn't um, own a private jet, and that he. Uh, he takes uh, commercial flights, apparently. Yeah. So, um, so this is a you know this is how how he you know, sort of gets around that, I guess. Um, it's a uh, it you do have people though out there in the climate change movement who are much more committed. I've I've seen a couple of of activists who basically have said they're going to vow off air travel for like a year because they're they it finally bothered them too much that they were out there uh, promoting a uh, promoting government policies for climate change but weren't really w- willing to walk the walk themselves but uh, al is not in that camp apparently he's okay with the offsets and he does travel quite a bit so um so yeah apparently that's not going to change well, this is <laughs> yeah, all- how he justifies the mansion i'm not entirely sure i mean i guess there's the offsets but clearly he could be living a a much more spartan life than, than he is well he's al gore um he gets yeah. to he he will decide where he's going to live and then he'll tell us where he thinks we should live he's al gore yeah. that's how it works and then he'll make movies that lie about it and and uh scare everybody um that's what, that's what al does and he came within what about 500 votes of being president of the united states which is kind of scary so yeah, it was um, that close yeah so if the planet is going to be saved it's going to be saved by uh the skeptics like me yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently the skeptics are the ones out there actually, um, you know, uh, walking uh, the climate change uh, walk, even though they're not talking to talk. It's uh, like I said, apparently the reason for that is they just they feel like their individual actions are more important than uh, than, uh, you know, telling the government what to do. And, and, you, and you definitely do see uh, that sort of mentality. There is the whole, well, you know, if I can just get the government to change something, I've really done something and then I don't really need to change my own behavior. Yeah, that's, right. You know, that's that's small potatoes. That's not important. What's the important thing is is getting laws or policies passed that'll, you know, tell people what to do. But um, but clearly there's also a point of view that, if, you know, if everybody, you know, engaged in certain, you know, uh, let's say, say environmental-friendly behaviors, maybe you wouldn't need such legislation. So, um so there's also that argument. And these are the same people who don't believe in school choice, but all send their kids to private schools. So, I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're consistent <laughs> in their inconsistency. Um, so, and, but, but I saw an interesting story not too long ago that the Tesla, which is an electric car, actually right. creates more pollution than the biggest SUV you can buy because of what it takes to create the energy that's required uh, to charge the battery. And, and, and right, the batteries. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. And then what do you do with the batteries? How do you dispose of them? I mean, that's that's the other big issue with the Tesla, of course, is you know the creation of the batteries and the disposing of the batteries. Um, along those lines, Starbucks. Starbucks announced uh, last week, and a lot of other companies have recently done this as well, that they're going to get rid of plastic straws. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, and then... You you know probably see that and, yeah. and this is you know in order to protect the environment and have uh, less uh, ocean garbage, right? Um, less pollution in the ocean. But then people on the other side will argue, well, listen, it's actually caught. It, it actually takes more energy to create paper straws than plastic straws. <laughs> um, well, paper straws no, I, are I, actually 
not very environmental friendly because not only are you chopping down the trees, but just the the, the process of making them and the pollution they um, the yeah. pollution they create and the energy they absorb outweighs far outweighs what, what you see with plastic straws. Yeah, I think it's been established since since Starbucks uh, as as. Um Somebody referred to as the America's new restroom. Um, they, they, <laughs> they have. They've actually the, the, their their attempts to save the planet by using plastic straws. It's actually worse than it's actually worse to use paper straws, or I don't know. Maybe it's worse to use no straw at all. I don't know, but it's it actually ain't working, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> but it makes them feel good, Valerie. That's the idea. It's, it has nothing to do with whether it's saving anything. It, it, there are a lot of companies out there lately. American Airlines is another one that has announced they're not going to be using a plastic like coffee stirrers anymore in their you know in flight service. They're going to use bamboo stirrers instead. And then people are saying, "Hey, wait a minute, is it really a good idea to go out there and cut down all this bamboo in order to make these bamboo stirrers?" And then there's of course the process of making them, which is also energy intensive. You know, there there I think what you know you sort of have to conclude from all of this is there really is no. A perfect way to manufacture anything that doesn't produce some sort of energy consumption and some sort of um, pollution or some sort of waste. I mean, they they all do, and it's just a matter of sort of balancing, you know, which one is the uh, which, which one you like the best, which one has the sort of where the pluses most outweigh the minuses. Um, one thing about the plastic straws too is that you know disabled groups are not happy about this at all because a lot of disabled people have to use a bendy plastic straw when they go to restaurants they can't use a paper one they can't sip out of a the sippy cup lid that um that starbucks is promoting right now which they say they're going to have on all their cold drinks in 2020 and uh so it's so the the disability community is 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 really um firing back and it's clearly it's not something that that starbucks and a lot of these companies anticipated it's it's almost like it's uh it's the item of the day or the item of the week Somebody discovers an item that we can get along without, and so they say we're going to get rid of it. And then nobody really studies how much it actually affects the planet, if it affects the planet at all. And then often they find out that it not only does it not help, it makes things worse. And so, <laughs> but these social media campaigns can be, you know, they can be very persuasive, apparently. Some of these companies don't want to get on the wrong side of, of you know, whichever group, let's say, is pushing the, you know, you need to ban this or you need to change that. Um, they come under a lot of pressure, and and but like you say, a lot of times you know there's a sort of a knee-jerk reaction apparently that doesn't really take into account you know what, what exactly you're giving up and what exactly it's costing you to make this change. And also, uh, Valerie, uh, we're dealing with people who are really concerned about the environment, uh, and many of them are, live in San Francisco, where pooping on the street is now a regular practice. So, <laughs> you know, when you're talking about pollution. You know, you can worry about the air being polluted or, or coming out of your house and having uh, buckets of human feces, you know, on, on your, outside your front door. That's uh, I'd rather have them take care of that first without worrying about the plastic straws and and uh, oh man. But uh, they and they they they're just they're never going to change. It's not Al Gore is not going to come out and say, you know what? I think might have I might have been a little bit I might have gone a little overboard on this. You know, maybe it's not quite as bad as I. He's never going to. It's never going to get any better for him. Yeah, there there is something to be said about you know basically being able to sort of create crises. You know, groups on both sides of the issues do these things. If you could keep you know sort of ginning up the you know the uh, the excitement and the um, and the uproar, you can sort of justify your own existence to a certain extent. Um, you know, what, one thing about the plastic straws that the, the, the people are particularly concerned about is that, you know, they, they there was a 2015 video showing a turtle, a sea turtle, that had a plastic straw stuck up its nose. And that mm-hmm. seems to have been the real impetus for this whole thing. People saw the sea turtle, and that's, you know, a powerful image. And and, um, and that's apparently what got, you know, some of these uh, groups, uh, you know, to, to start this campaign. And, and apparently it was also something that was... That, that Starbucks has cited, I guess the people at Starbucks say they saw this video and, and you know, immediately got concerned. But, you know, the, as the disability community argues, they didn't really weigh, ex, ex, you know, some of the costs there. Right. Um, well, they're, they're, you know, with a city government, let's say like Seattle, which is, you know, banning plastic straws, you know, they have to at least have hearings. But a lot of these companies don't really don't. They just sort of move forward and sort of after the fact realize, oh, you know, we apparently are going to run into trouble in a couple of areas. Hey, Valerie, I appreciate it. I'm out of time. I, I, I just going to say I had some friends who used to put straws in their nose, and uh, and they were just doing that to make other people laugh. How do they know the turtle wasn't doing that, you know, just trying to make the other turtles laugh? I, that could have been happening out there. Valerie, thank, thanks for being here.
Oh, thanks for having me on. Okay. That's uh, Valerie Richardson of the Washington Times. And the hypocrisy is out of control in the climate change movement. We'll be back. Waterworld opens at 11 a.m. with a variety of exciting body and tube slides like the amazing Cannonball two-person slide. Plus, there's a massive wave pool, the action-packed Battle of Lake Erie water playground, the fun-filled kids zone for younger guests and their parents, an endless river, and more. Waldemere opens at noon with a wide variety of thrill rides, family rides, and kiddie land. Plus, midway and arcade games, gift shops, and delicious treats like funnel cakes, cotton candy, and refreshing Dippin' Dots. All parking is free. And remember, still time to get your season pass. It's your best value. For discounted tickets, Wally cards, and rental of cabanas, umbrellas and lockers visit waldemere.com catch a wave catch a day at waldemere your wet and wild summer getaway excitement waits for you at waldemere waldemere in erie how much do you spend on your pest control each year 200 300 or even 500 dollars or more what if i said you could spend less than 25 dollars a year even less with promo code RADIO20, then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to rid your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our best seller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code Radio 20. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Buying a home should be one of life's best experiences, but today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments. And that can turn a great experience into an anxious one. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. It's called the power buying process. We check your income, assets, and credit to provide you with a verified approval, which can give you the strength of a cash buyer. Once verified, you qualify for our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days while you find your new home. Then, once you've found your new home, if rates have gone up, your rate stays locked. But if rates have gone down, your rate drops, and you get to keep that new lower rate. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed-rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Obamacare, Trumpcare, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind, expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today, fortunately. I know someone who has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently don't need maternity coverage call marley financial have pre-existing conditions call marley financial want just catastrophic or just accident you know the answer worried about the penalty all of marley financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans most of their clients save 30 to 60 percent which can add up several thousand a year Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. minutes left here uh, i just want to tell you about tomorrow's show i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna do a man-to-man version of the show tomorrow uh i know for one 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 segment we are going to have uh, a woman who's written a, a piece called uh, a piece about boys who are growing up uh are f- going frustrated by living in a feminized society and that's showing up in their friendships and uh, we're going to talk about that but also i i it's a kind of been a 
pet peeve for me, the feminization of the American boy has been going on for quite a while now. And, you know, when you talk about that, you're accused of being a misogynist and a sexist, and it has nothing to do with that. Um, It has nothing to do with not liking strong women or not wanting uh, girls to play Little League baseball or any of that stuff. It's uh, letting boys be boys. And we're going to kind of focus on that tomorrow uh, with this this one, uh, Ann Holmquist is her name, that wrote this piece about uh, the kids, boys growing up in a feminized society. We'll have that, but also I'll have some other things on there. I mean, at some point here, shortly, not I mean shortly now, but shortly in the future of the show, I want to talk about the Boy Scouts um, allowing girls to join, which I think is a joke. But we'll talk about that down the road. So, so I just want to tell you about that for tomorrow. And also uh, a little bit of news here. I guess uh, there's some news from out of San Francisco that they are now letting illegal aliens vote in their school board elections. So that's a pretty big deal. And that's... Um, I don't know. That's is that where we're going now? That's 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 it's happening in San Francisco. They're having school board elections, and and they're not. It's not um, like these these illegal voters, illegal aliens, are sneaking in to cast their vote. They're being welcomed. They're being told, "Please come and vote." It says here that they began registering non citizens, including undocumented immigrants, to register to vote Monday in the November election for the city school board. Uh, the move follows passage of a 2016 ballot measure by San Francisco voters opening school elections to non-citizens who are over the age of 18. This is what a San Francisco supervisor told the paper. This is a no-brainer legislation. Why would we not want our parents invested in the education of their children? I don't know. Maybe because they're not citizens and should have nothing to say with what happens at the schools. How about that for, a, for an idea? Again, this is a city where they have people pooping in the streets and let them get away with it. So, you know, anything that comes out of San Francisco from now on until they fix that, they have no, they have no credibility on any subject. Thanks for listening today. I'll see you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.